Hey, welcome back to the infamous podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And this is uh, the countdown to 400. We have 19 episodes to go. This is episode 381, if you don't do math so well in your head. Um, and this episode is called, Is It Better to Resist or Futile to Resist? Or Futile, if you will, to Resist. Yeah. Resistance so. is futile. Resistance is futile. Uh, Daryl, how you doing, buddy? It is a lovely Friday afternoon right now. It is. It Don't is. Uh, it is a a uh, a balmy seventy six degrees outside in Southwest Ohio, and um, I'm going to see Renfield in a few hours, and I'm super excited about it. I might try to see that this weekend. Oh, if you see it, we should review it, no matter how bad it is. Yeah. So I. I I read, you know, Jeremy Johns watched. He said it was like two movies. One movie with Renfield and uh, Dracula was with, great. Yeah. And then the other half of the movie was with uh, Aquafina and something to do with her, you know, crooked cops or something. Great. And it was like it was two different movies. Great. So, so my, my only reservation about the movie is Aquafina because yeah. she can't act. No, so. she plays Aquafina. Yeah. So she is, uh, she is at that stage of her career where she was never anything but herself when she plays them. So, although she was good in, um, crazy rich agents, but again, I think she was just playing herself. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so we have got soups and Lolo, the Mandalorian, which is the penultimate episode, uh, Ted Lasso, and then the penultimate episode of Picard. Or as I've been calling it all afternoon, Pickard. <laughs> so, I was gonna. I was wondering if you were going to say that. I, I was. I, I. You know. I don't know where it came from. I'm just all of a sudden like, oh, it's Pickard. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um. So let's. Uh, do you want to just hop right in? Let's do this. Let's just hop right, hop right into it, as the kids say nowadays. Um. All right. So this will be our shortest review of the episode and probably the shortest review we've ever done for the show, Superman and Lois, season three, episode five, head on, or yeah, head on. And uh, it was directed by David Ramsey, of all people. Yeah. Although I will say in his defense. I will say there is no defense for David Ramsey. <laughs> In his defense, which, by the way, I did see him in a promo for The Flash, which, thank goodness, this that thing is over. Talk about being long in the tooth. Right. Um, but just this season in general has not been, for, other than a couple exceptions, this season for me, and it, we've talked about it, mm -hmm. it's just not fun. It, it's not. No. So, all right. So, just we'll, we'll get it out of the way. Out of five, I'm not enjoying the seasons. Uh, I give it a nice and healthy two out of five. Oh, you went lower than me. I thought you would be higher. I went it, a 2.10. Yeah, I, I just, especially after we were talking about it. Oh, great. And here comes my cat. Mm. Uh, do not step on the keyboard, please. Just like shoo it's, him away. Smack him. It's, oh, I, I do do that. He'll fight oh, you back. No, He'll be like. Uh, but it's just. It's like I said, it's not fun at all. It's like this whole storyline, the cancer storyline with, I almost said Leia. Oh, probably mm -hmm. because I'm reading Heir to the Empire. Yeah. With uh, Lois, it's just not. 
It doesn't you work. Said, it doesn't. Yeah, it work. doesn't work. And you said it right away uh, earlier today mm-hmm. when we were talking. You said this is the most CW yep. this show has been. Yep. And that's not a good thing. I mean, honestly, the all. best part of this episode was when Kyle and Chrissy like spiced up the dance when they started dancing. Yeah. It's like, okay, that was yeah. actually kind of fun. Even though, God, the actress that plays Chrissy, I don't even remember your name. Like, I don't even know who you are. Uh, get a new haircut, please. Please. Oh, please. gosh, that's bad. That's terrible. Please. But um, anyway, yeah, so this is... So this is all about Mannheim recovering the the inverse Superman or Bizarro, if you will, uh, Superman body. Yeah. And like, okay, so Lois has got her stuff. Um, Mannheim's kid shows up in Smallville. Um, the, oh, the, actually, the best part of this was Nat and, and Sam uh, Lane yeah. uh, riding the four wheelers around. So, yeah. which he totally let her win. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So it's, it's just, I, I, I understand there is a good conversation. Now, if this, the can't, if the lowest storyline was working, mm-hmm. that conversation that Clark's has with the other two women would have been great. But again, it's from the start of this whole thing. And I know, and I understand we're talking about a man who can fly and gets his energy from the sun and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So we have to suspend some disbelief, right? I'm sorry. Based on, the technology of Krypton. I'm not suspending disbelief in the right. sense of that they would not be able to do something for Lois. Right. That his mother. I'm sorry. That mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense. And the fact that I didn't even it. show that scene. Right. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Is that scene was done in dialogue? Does Superman even go and ask? Yeah. It's almost. Did, it, did it's he get sidetracked like, and he was like, "Hey, yeah. sorry." Yeah. It's almost like they filmed the scene yeah. the first. You know, when mm-hmm. she has it, and then they're like, "Shit, we didn't. Do, we didn't write anything about." you know, the fortress of solitude. Yeah. Let's just throw a line in there real quick. Yeah. That's that honestly, that's how much that it felt like they just really didn't think this through. Right. Like, it makes me sad that I paid for the season pass on iTunes and that I'm going to have to own this season for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot live with your own failures. No. Where'd that bring you? No, not even <laughs> a little bit. Poor me. Woe is me. Um, yeah, I, you know, like Mannheim is not working. The Lois and the Lois and Clark stuff is not working. Jonathan's not working. Um, Superman as a whole is not working because once again, he gets beat up for 70 per 80% of the fight before. It's like Vince McMahon is booking these fights. Dude, that's so perfect. So, that is anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely like like deadline oh. takes like eighty five percent of the offense, and then yeah. just at the end, Superman's like, "Oh, hold on, wait, I could probably freeze you." Yeah, which why didn't you go with that sooner? And then too, like you said earlier, he just lets the transfer go. He visioned that shit to death. Yeah, just like he yeah. did the his blood sample, yeah. blood sample earlier. Right. Right. How how difficult would that have been? So this is the, okay. So the last season, like every episode was written by a team, and this season it is all individuals, other than the first episode, which was the best. Mm, I lied. No, that was not the best episode of the season. Um, but yeah, and here's the thing: is this episode could have worked if it didn't have any of the other characters 
other than Clark and the two cancer ladies and Lois and Mannheim. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you have, you have a whole episode of Clark exploring the vulnerability he has right now and feels towards Lois without being cucked out to some third rate villain. Um, and then Lois getting to where she is at the end of the episode where she finally understands she has to take it easy. Yes. And yeah. And you said that too, that he has been put, put in the backseat of his own show. Yep. It's, it's, this is Lois and Superman, the further adventures at chemo. Yes. So, and you know, I mean, this is, this is like, this is obviously a very personal story to someone in this writer's room. It's very obvious, you know, just like when we talk about Ted Lasso later, like what's happening on Ted Lasso is very much apropos to what Jason Sudeikis was going through at that point Mm -hmm. in history. Um, and you have to yeah. be really careful about yeah. that. Have to be very careful about that because if you can lose yourself in your own tale mm-hmm. and the characters get just thrown into it in the yep. sense of not it not feeling organic, it not yeah. feeling like the show that it's supposed to be. Right. And like this is, no, none of this, this is, is what I working. feel right now. None of this yeah, is This working. is what I feel right now. Oh, and finally show. Candace is leaving and she's going to Topeka. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Jonathan will start to be an interesting character now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the whole Jonathan being a firefighter might be more interesting. You know, yeah. Who knows? But we'll see. I mean, like maybe the more time we get Kyle on screen, the better. Yeah. Oh, all right. Let's move on. Um, so, <laughs> the Boralorian. I'm sorry, I fell asleep. What the the bor the Borlorian? Okay, so yeah. I have seen so many people talking about this episode of The Mandalorian and how it's the it's the best episode. It's so great. It's a, there's a bunch of action in it, yes, which is like not common for this season. And it looks good. It does look very good. Um, but so we'll just do the rankings for this one first too, because like out of five wasted deaths. I give it a 2.25. 2.25. Yeah. All right. I'm changing my score. (laughs) So I had a 2.91. And I am going to go down to a 2.45. All right. So at the end of this, with Paz Vizsla just offering himself up as sacrifice, he's like, "I, I volunteer as tribute. (laughs) <laughs> he holds his two finger, three fingers up and he's like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to leave my son alone in this world. Right. <laughs> um, and especially because he told her to go and he shut the blast door. All he had to do was step on the other side and shut the blast door. That may, yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. <sighs> this is, this is, this is the character that people gravitated to in the first season when we first met him. Mm-hmm. Like to get that action figure was super hard to get the original oh, yeah. one, the first, the first edition one, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I got one. Actually, I got two. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, th- this was this was the a waste of a character, and then the fact that his death to the Praetorian Guards happened in front of no one. There is no retribution for him. The the other Borlorians are not going to know what happened. They're just going to assume. 
Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Like, th- this was... <sighs> you know what would have been better is if what they all would have been there, you know, fighting the, mm-hmm. you know, those uh, the death troopers. Yeah. And they're getting the upper hand. And then those Praetorians come out and start killing Mandalorians. And that's when, you know, they do the retreat and he's like, go. And then uh, Bo-Katan sees him killed. Right. By those Praetorians. Yeah. And she just watches them walk away from his dead body. Yeah. And that's when she leaves. Yeah. Yes. Something like from that behind the blast would have been so if you want to do that. Yes. Right. Yeah, um, that would have been so, so much. much more effective. Yeah. I think Rick Fauyuama, Famu Wea, Famu Yuma, Fam Fama Fama Yuma, what? Fama nothing going on here. I I think he is the biggest problem with this season. He's directing three episodes. He was added to the executive <laughs> producer list. Um, I think he's doing some of the show running. Um. And this is just not working at all. Mm. The fact that John Favreau did not direct an episode, I have a huge problem with this season. I don't care how busy he is. This is like his baby is allegedly. Um, I have zero faith in the Dave Filoni movie, let alone Ahsoka at this point, because Dave Filoni has been uh, a co-writer now on two episodes. I and a little nerd. I'm getting yes, very in, concerned. You know the fact that this is no longer a story about Dendrar and Grogu. Um, I watched a video earlier. Their story is done. Their story is over. It ended when Grogu went off to Luke, and then Disney mm-hmm. was like, "Oh wait, we have to sell toys, and we have to like Grogu is Bart Simpson." In what way? He's never going to age. He is always going to oh, be a fourth yeah. grade boy. Yeah, absolutely, he is. Yeah, he's, right. He's going to be like this he, forever. Yeah. We are, we are never like like because everyone's like, oh well, in in the Ray movie, Grogu will be there with her to make the Jedi, and he'll be like fifty five or whatever, you know, or what? What? No, it's he'll be like ninety. Maybe his vocal cords will have come in. No, fuck you. No, he's like Bumblebee. He got his vocal cords. Yeah, in. that's what it he is. he never he never grew them. <laughs> Yeah. But this is, the, yeah. the the vocal cords are weak with this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, That's, um, that yeah. as much as I, again, don't get me wrong, I really, really, really like those two episodes of the Mandalorian. You know, episodes three point one and mm-hmm. three point two yep. in Book of Boba Fett. They I were really they were did. some of the best episodes of the show. Yes. If they would have either one not done those episodes or two done the episodes and then had Din come back but not mm-hmm. come back with Grogu. Right. And look, if you wanted Grogu to come back, maybe at the end of this season right. or something that leads into something else, like into the, a mat, cause they're supposed to say this story supposed might end with the, you know, mm-hmm. Dave Filoni movie. Right. Imagine what, what, how much better that would be if at the end of this season, you didn't see him all season. And then Grogu comes back and he's a little more grown. He can talk, you yeah. know, like, yes. So like, here's the thing. And I'm calling this right now because I'm apparently psychic because of what we'll talk about with Ted Lasso after this, but they're going to kill Jindran in the next episode. Um, they are, I'm telling you, they're going to kill him because he's off doing his other thing. You know, he was already not happy with this. He's going to go out saving the IG 12 version of Grogu, which great. That's another fucking toy. Um, Oh my God. 
Yes. Yes. No. 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 Yeah. Come on. In the little stupid Babu Frick thing. Oh, bad baby. Oh, bad, oh, bad baby. Gonna kill me, bad baby. Shut up. The, the, it, this, this. If you think this episode was great, awesome. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you could enjoy it. I just did. And again, this. Like the this, pirates this is... and the, the, the armor is definitely working with Gideon. The pirates. No. The armorer. Gideon's oh, helmet is exact. Oh, sorry. The armorer is definitely working with Gideon. They have the same helmet. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Right? Um, they're they're all a part of whatever Darth Maul's Death Watch, or not Death Watch, whatever Maul Watch was. Yeah, um, with, uh, what was his name? Uh, the Vizsla guy that went. Pre Vizsla. Uh, Pre Vizsla. Yeah. yeah. He was Death Watch. Because that's. Yeah, yeah, that. But like, it was just funny that helmet that um that was the first thing I thought about when I saw mm-hmm. Gideon's helmet. Mm-hmm. It's him. But I, I, I see actually where you're coming from. I because as this is like you said, this is not his show. No. This is not the Mandalorian. Well, it's the Mandalorian show. It's just not Din Djarin. No. Or Grogu. No, it's the Bo-Katan show now. Um, in the, the Starshi U, whatever you want to call it, is is complete. And as as I've said before, I I almost no, not almost. I wish this was just Obi Wan Kenobi bad. Yeah. And that would that would be better. But when this is a per this episode, there were so they basically they had everything laid out for him. Yeah. They had getting all these Mandalorians to Mandalore. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, Warlock from Top Gun Maverick, you know, and, and the Mandalorians that were there. Right. They had some great action set pieces. You know, the return of Moff Gideon in the flesh, the Praetorian Guards, all of this stuff should have been a, a banger of an episode. Yep. Just that everybody, like, not every, but most people would be like, that episode kicked ass because of all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just not that I, I told you at when watching the at the end of the episode when the Praetorians walk off after killing Paz Vizsla, I said out loud, you know, nobody's here to hear me. I, was, I just said, this did not hit me in the way they were expecting it to hit me. It just did right. because it's I'm apathetic towards it, which is even it, it's far that's being that's far worse than disliking it mm-hmm. with the white heart burning passion. Right. You know, I mean the visual the visuals of that fight were cool. And then when he yes. went like Super Cena and was like taking them out with like choke slams and body body <laughs> shoulders and just a body check. He threw the one guy who had a jetpack, you know, over the ledge. But yeah. like and like those pirates, right? How do those pirates yeah. they might be very well working in Gideon too, right? But how do they not see the Empire was like setting up shop? Yeah, I know. It, just, and then the Shadow Council. Um, okay, so like that was not Hux from yeah. the sequel series. That's his dad. Yes, which is played by his brother. Which is played by his Donald played by Donald Brian Glover. So yeah, or, which is funny. Uh, yeah. That's hilarious. Um, not Donald Glover. <laughs> Brian Donald Gleason. Donald Gleason. Yeah. Um okay. But like, you know, we get Captain Pellion who was in Rebels, and then you've got Gus Fring in there, like, well, I mean, Thrawn's not showing up, so I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to be in charge here, like, you know, I'm gonna sell my chicken and my blue meth, 
And it's just like, oh. and as much as I love John Carlo, dude just overacted that scene. It's like, yeah. you were cheesy as fuck, dude. Cheesy AF. Yeah, just just back it off. Just 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 be menacing like you were. Yeah, like he's a caricature. Then he's like, I need three Praetorian guards. Okay, like I don't, like I don't see why that was an issue with any of them. So. Yeah. But I don't the the fact that they wasted an entire episode with Lizzo and the majority of an episode with that dude who was the spy mm-hmm. who talked who somehow that dude talked to a probe droid. Yeah, it's a she, by the way. Whatever. It's a dude. <laughs> anyway, it's just like, you know, it's so dumb. Yeah, a, a probe droid happens. An imperial nobody... probe droid. Yeah, okay. Okay. Again, it's okay to suspend disbelief, but you have to follow your own rules of the world you build. You can't just break those rules for right. convenience. Right. And that's what that this show. So other shows have done it too. Sure. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just very disappointed with yep. the, what we've gotten. Um, just I, I, I am looking forward to next week just because it'll be over. Yes. Maybe for good. Who knows? Yes. Anyway, all right. Um, so let's talk about the things we liked this week. Yes. So Ted Lasso, episode five. We're about halfway through the season. I think this is 12 episodes this year. Uh, let me double uh, check. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think so. It is 12, yes. Good. So this was episode Signs, uh, directed by Matt Lipsy. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me get it right. Yeah, directed by Matt Lipsy and and written by Jamie Lee. I don't know who either of those people are. Um, so out of five, so long Zava, we hardly knew yes. What do you give this one? I give this a three and a half out of five. Oh, you went higher than me. Mm-hmm. Oops. So I went 3.35. Um, <laughs> I, I like this episode, but I also am a seer. As we we talked about oh, before, yeah. I am I am I am psychic. I have called every shot this show has taken this season before it happened. Yeah, uh, and I told you this. It, it it's this, not from a bad standpoint. No. There were some other predi- like obviously predictable things yeah. that were going to happen in this this episode, or yeah. just in general. But I I, I originally had three point two five, but. I love Ted's speech to the team at yeah. the end so much. Right. I mean, I mean, I that really. Yeah, we were talking earlier about you know something hitting that really hit me. Yeah. Just from a standpoint of just growth mm-hmm. of a person, and I don't mean in the show, but just in general and believing in yourself, yeah. believing in a cause or something. It, it was just great. And believe. Yeah, and it, and he did, and Jason Sudeikis did such a great job there, and because we're so used to Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. Ted being. Yeah, you know, just this goofy sort of guy. But yeah, just go with gets, it. Yeah, yeah, but when he gets serious, and uh, you know, not in a comically serious way, like not, he was, not with, the lead tasso. <laughs> yeah, or the when, with Jamie, like it's yeah. practice. Yeah, but this was like a heartfelt. Yeah. That's what got it to that three point five. Yeah, I just I, I love that scene. It was great. Um, you know, uh, my my favorite scene was when Ted gets the text, and obviously you knew that. Um, Henry, right? Mm-hmm. That's his kid. Henry was the bully. 
like oh, right. that's the thing. Like, that's what I was. Yeah, that's the. It was ba- based on as a as a parent, based on those messages that she sent, it's like, yeah, Henry did the bad thing. Um, yeah, but <laughs> Coach Beard. We can be on the the next flight with the stopover in Paris and be in Oklahoma <laughs> by noon or Kansas by noon, and his house can be burned down by twelve thirty. And then Roy Kent, oh my God, what a psychopath! Dude. What what it's you like, do what, what you do is you break into their house at four a.m., which everybody knows is statistically the time when you're least prepared. <laughs> <laughs> and you you stand over them while they're sleeping. With a rope dip, drenched in red paint, and you start beating them. <laughs> when they're screaming to beg, you stop. You just laugh. You stop <laughs> and you laughed for as long as you can, as loud as you can, and then you start beating them again because <laughs> they think they're in their own blood. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! And when Trent Krim oh. dropped his coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean that that so that's the type of thing that we expect from the show, right? Yeah. Um, Rebecca that yelling at Ted, I thought was a really nice dynamic change to their um their relationship. And then when they passed in the car in the hall and he's like, Hey Rebecca, and she's like, Hey coach, and they stopped and they're like, Oh, wait, hold on. Like we're we're we need to let's chat this out real quick. Um I, I thought that was uh really, really interesting. And a nice change for them. Um, and I liked I liked Jamie in this episode with his response mm-hmm. to Zava leaving. And he was like, let's go get him. Even when he was like, let's go get him. And Zava's like, Jamie Tart is right. And then repeated what Jamie said and took credit yes. for it. Like, I'm, I'm not like, going to miss the Zava character. I think it did. Zava did the job to get Jamie to the next level or to wake Jamie up. Right. From a story standpoint. Yes, I, I agree. I, I wasn't sure how I would like my thoughts when they brought Zavi is I was worried it was going to really mess up, the, not the dynamic of the team, but the dynamic mm-hmm. of the show right. for a bit. I did like how they used him though. Yeah. And it, it lit a fire under Jamie's ass that he needed. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It, like where he, he looks at, uh, passes uh, Roy and says 4am tomorrow. I bet your ass. You're yeah. goddamn right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, like when Zava makes that speech to Jamie, I'm like, oh, he's done. He's yeah. Lee. He's yeah, not coming he, back to the game. That yeah. was the other one. Yeah. Yep. I, so. so. Um, you know, and I mean, like, honestly, I think it'll be good. And in, in the fact that they'll be able to do it on their own, you know, mm-hmm. if that's the case. Uh, yeah. So the Henry thing was interesting, you know, especially the, the fact that Ted didn't get to talk to Michelle right away and then didn't get to talk to Henry right away. I liked how they did that. And I liked how Ted was starting to have an anxiety attack. And then Henry called mm-hmm. and immediately calmed him down. And Henry was like, look, I messed up. I should have listened to you. I should have counted to 10. And if that didn't work, I should have done it again. And it's like, as a dad, like that's exactly mm-hmm. what you want. You want your kid to be like, mm-hmm. look, I was wrong. I messed up. I didn't because I didn't listen to you. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was really, really good. Um, my other kind of favorite part <laughs> was Leslie. <laughs> coming into Rebecca's office after the loss. And he's like, may I come in? May I sit? She's like, you're freaking me out. And he's like, maybe if we don't beat man city, we kind of have to, should probably maybe consider possibly (laughs) 
replacing the manager. And she's like, you want to fire Ted? He goes, at one point, did it make it sound like I wanted to do this? And it's like, what a great line. It was so great. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, I really, I really did like this episode. I, I, yeah. I think um, the Shandy stuff getting fired was long overdue. Like, and it was a good, Gosh. like Keely took like two steps forward. And then at the end of this episode took a step backwards in my uh, opinion, a major step backward. Um, yeah. But then Shandy's like prank to put the baby goat or sheep, whatever it was. I think it was a sheep mm-hmm. in the conference room and fed it, whatever. So it was just constantly shitting all over the place oh, was dude, hilarious. Was- and let's be honest, that sheep was adorable. Oh, absolutely. It was. So and um, I, I, I yeah. could not stand her that like that character. No. Shandy. But that she was reminded the point. Me, yes. Oh, absolutely. She reminded me of some of the characters, some of the supporting characters that we've seen in the. I don't think you've seen you. No, I, I have not seen now. you. But some of the characters where it's like, please, I hope this guy kills that person. Yeah. That's the type of character Ooh. she was. And you're uh-huh. right. She was absolutely there for that reason. I, I'm not a fan of what I, I don't. What are I'm not sure what they're d- trying to do with Keeley, because in the in the yeah. beginning of this season. You know, she was recognizing the change in Jamie, even though she was telling Shandy, like, you know, he's a self-centered narcissist, this all. But she and as she's saying it, she's realizing this is not the same Jamie. Right. And then, you know, she meets Jack, which. Right. Again. And then the, this whole situation with Jack is just. It's bad. Again, it's, it's just bad. It's 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 it is it is there. For any consideration. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It is there because they have rules. They have rules around quote unquote diversity. Yeah, it it is. It is not there Mm -hmm. for the growth or the advancement of the character. It's just not. And um, just the the uh, the synopsis, right? It talks about. uh, It says that they got drunk and had sex. I don't think they were drunk. No, they were drunk. Were they okay? They, they were, yeah. They were drinking a whole. They were they, okay because it seemed to happen really fast. It wasn't like a real yeah. like sense well, of how they long they'd a, been drinking. Yeah, that's the thing because it cuts away because they start yeah. drinking and then it cuts away. You're not sure how long it's been, yeah. but like I mean, we, it's it's when shows do this where you see an event take place in between like one scene, a two scene, a scene gets mm-hmm. broken up. You you yeah. automatically assume yeah, all sure. that time is taking place. But that's not necessarily always yeah. the case because I've been fooled by that. I was like, oh, all this time took place. And then you right. get back and you realize. Oh, and no, it's and let's be honest, yeah. Juno, Juno's temples <laughs> were on display the entire episode. So she was enticing Jack the entire time. Oh, my gosh. I I said I thought when we were watching it, I was like, I mean, is, does she want to show more of her boobs? Like, it was just like, like, that's not what you wear to work. No, not. And that's not typically how they dress her either. You know, no, that's not. Um, it's not. But uh, yeah, this Jack character, I'm not really super interested in. Um, you know, like I don't know. It's 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 this whole thing where you can't have platonic relationships on TV anymore. I've had a problem with that for a long time because I almost I, thought they were going to have this happen with her and Rebecca before the psychic and you know whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's I don't well, know. Well. And again, you've you've watched Mythic Quest, and I, yeah. I told you like the biggest thing, like in their Bible, mm-hmm. they, they said the two main characters could never ever get yeah, together. Yeah, and Poppy are because, never going to get together, which is yeah, great because, because they want to mm-hmm. they want to show that hey, these two people can be friends. Yeah, it it doesn't always have to lead to sex 
or romance or right. heartbreak or any of that stuff. Yeah, and, and they don't even really do the will they, won't they on there at no. all. It's what, no, what, it's what it is is when is Ian going to realize Poppy is his best friend? And when is Poppy going to yeah. realize Ian is her only friend? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, and then uh, the Zava thing, He so he leaves – and he doesn't come back because he talks about how he loves his wife and every woman is a blur. And it was, that was actually really like sweet. I really like that. Too. I really did yeah. like that as well. Cause here he is, he's this big, like alpha soccer player guy. And well, I mean, as alpha as a soccer player can be right. Um, <laughs> but he's an alpha soccer player guy. And he's like, I love my wife. My wife is the only woman I see every blah, 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 you know? And, 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 and I, yeah. I don't know the actor's name, but I really like how, like how he played that scene yeah. because Zava is this larger than life guy. And he he plays that larger than mm-hmm. he played it in this episode. Right. But when they say that, he, he's um, he's like so down to earth when he says it. Right. Yeah. It and, was. And it's so it was matter really of fact. Nice. Yep. Yeah. I I really like that scene as well. I like this 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 whole season was really well written or not sorry this whole episode was really well written right. right. Um, and then just to close out, you were right about this episode being Nate's redemption arc. Oh yeah, with uh, I I I did yeah because this remi- this it is purposely done, which is fine. It reminded us that despite some of his misgivings and some of the things he's done and mm-hmm. said, this is still Nate. That the the guy who is lacking in confidence, right. despite having the skill set, he just doesn't like. He lacks that. Uh, and, and just seeing that, you know, that co- with him and the model, and then her saying. Oh, I have to take care yeah. of a sick friend, and then yeah. just leaving him in the lurch. I know and him and, saying, yeah. him saying how important this restaurant is mm-hmm. to him and his life, and right. uh, Jade finally cracking and showing that she's not just an NPC or whatever you want to call it, mannequin, right. and she actually has a personality. I thought that was pretty cool. Right. Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome um, to see. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, all, all in this, this was for the most part, a really good episode. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad it's back on track. Mm-hmm. I, again, I'm still a little bit concerned with what they're trying to do with Keely or Keely. <laughs> Keely. <laughs> Every time we watch it and Jamie says her name, we repeat it. Keely. <laughs> right. You have to, I mean, it's, it's yeah, the yeah, way yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, this is the way. This oh, is. That's what. That's when it was good. That show was good. When right. they used to say that. You know what's uh, not the way? What they've been doing. No. Um, but yeah. All right. So let, let's close out on, on probably one of my favorite things I've watched in quite a while. Um, Holy crap. All right. Wow. So Pickard, season three, episode nine, the penultimate episode to the series. And so much needs to happen. So much needs to happen. You know, I almost think we should go see this in the theater next week. There's no place. Where? Uh, is it not in theaters around here? No, it, it was in 10 cities, and uh, we're not one of them. Because uh, I would absolutely have gone to see it. Uh, stupid, I, I stupid Pickard. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> would have seen this. Like, because like, they would have shown last week's episode. And mm-hmm. then the finale on Wednesday, but right. it was in 10 cities like Dallas, LA, Chicago, New York. Why? Why do they uh, put things in those cities? One, nobody lives there anymore. Yeah. They're all fleeing for Florida. Two, those people yeah. don't actually like movies. They are trying to be in movies. 
right? Some of the other places, yeah, people are probably not going because they they don't want to get shot in the theaters, right? Anyway, they're going strapped and Kevlar to the nines. Um, do you think they make Kevlar um, Starfleet costumes to cosplay? <laughs> 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 anyway, all right. So out of five, it was the Borg all alongs. And you can sing that to the it was Agatha all along theme. If you're like, I was doing that for Daryl earlier, I will not do it for you all. Um, what do you give it? I give it a four and a half out of five. <gasps> four and a half? That's it? <laughs> wow. Look at me being the optimistic one for a change. Okay, okay. Oh, like, okay, Owen uh, Wilson. Wow. 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 That was great. Uh, Yeah, I went 4.75. That is is super high praise. I don't think I've given anything 4.75 in years. So, (laughs) Um, I mean, this. This was an episode. This was on on par with the Locutus cliffhanger stuff. Yes. So Terry Terry Madalis and who directed and Sean Tretta and Kylie uh, Rossiter, like claps to you. Like this, this was really really good. Um, one okay. So the the subtitle to this episode is "Holy shit! I'm never using transporter tech ever." <laughs> <laughs> um, which is true. Like, who would have thought to hide Borg DNA in the transporter matrix so that it would affect everybody? And then what a great little like dig at millennials that it only works if your cortex, your 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 cerebral cortex thing in the front ha- or whatever, um, hasn't like solidified. Yeah. And and you're still susceptible to brainwash. Antifa. Oh, excuse me. Like colleges and universities. Exactly, right? This this is the this is the future equivalent of shaving half your head, putting a bunch of piercings in your face, and coming home and telling your captain you hate them. Yes. (laughs) Um like like all of the, like you know like here's the thing though is if they want to if Starfleet really wants to stop these young kids they just have to send messages back and forth and cur- back and forth in cursive because they won't be able to read it <laughs> and they have to take the automatic feature out of the transmission of the starships and make it a manual and then they can't fly anywhere <laughs> I mean I just solved the problem I I saved yeah. them from the war you're welcome <laughs> um. And Jordy is pretty old to have two kids under twenty five. Just saying. Yeah, I was I was thinking his other kid was the. I, I mean, I could get Cindy being under twenty five, mm-hmm. but the other one, I thought she was going to be like twenty eight, thirty, or something like that. No, no. So yeah. And um, you know, before we get too deep into it, uh, R.I.P. Captain Shaw, Todd, Todd Stashwick. We are going to. You will be missed in the finale, my friend. Um, so this is a yeah. this is how you do a sacrifice. Yes, because I was yes. like, when he got shot, I'm like, no, no, he can make it. Yes, it's right in his middle of his chest. He can still make it. <laughs> That's what I'm I'm saying. I was like, okay, get him, get him seven. Come on, get him out of here. Oh, he's dead. Transport Damn him. 
But <laughs> anyway, yeah. no, but in all seriousness, like, like this was a great death scene. Like Shaw is yeah. a character who I've liked all season for the most part. Right. Yeah. Um, but like to see him fighting and like doing what a captain does and protect his crew. Yeah. Like, it was such it just his story arc this season was so interesting and so good and like as he dies he's like the ship is yours seven, seven. of nine it was it was and just like it was just like when when spock was on the other side of the plexiglass and kirk yeah. is like you've never been more human. <laughs> yeah and again he he started off that first episode, mm-hmm. and again we're we're so conditioned because of how Hollywood is now. You, we thought he was just going to be. I I thought I was like, oh, he's going to be a caricature yeah. that you're going to hate. I, I mean, straight no, white male. That's what they do. Yeah, to straight them white now, male. So I thought for sure he was. Go, they were going to do that to him. Yep. But they didn't, and I was but very happy when they I, when I didn't. realized they did. Right. And again, I I was very sad to see him die. Uh, I was very, very yeah. I, I was it, very it was strong. I was I was straught, for sure. I was nearly inconsolable. Uh, I was nobody that was here. I was whelmed. To my cat, who looked, <laughs> yeah. To my cat who looked at me like you're crazy. Just give me food. I mean, he looks at you like that all the Every time. Every time. Yes. Um, you're crazy. Give me food. Right. So there was that. Um, they killed Admiral Shelby. Which. which if that you remember, a, so Shelby yeah. was the lieutenant commander on Enterprise D in like the second season, or maybe the or no, maybe, no, it was no, after was Locutus. The, yeah, this was it was actually they, she was the Borg expert. Yeah. She was working with Riker and everything. Yeah, that's and, right. And and, I, and, I, and the fact that like, she got got was was yeah. kind of like mm, Chef's kiss, like circular, yeah. like the Borg took her and, out. And again, I love I love that what they said when they said it's Shelby when they were talking about this new. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, sync tech mm-hmm. that they're doing with these ships, and they're like, you would think somebody like her would be a little bit more leery of doing right. something like that. Which I I thought the same thing when I when they explained. I'm like, are you sure you want to go here? Right. So and, and when when it was is funny you of all her, people? <laughs> yeah, because they said her name, and I'm like Shelby, 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 and then they showed her, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's that's Shelby from the right. Borg Wars. Yeah. So, at Wolf three five nine. So yeah, um, so it, it it was it was really good. Um, you know, the changeling stole Picard. They took part of his brain that was misdiagnosed as whatever syndrome, and then like now you understand why Jack could control who he could control and who he couldn't control. Yes. So he yeah. is like so it makes so much more sense if you ever read. Rising Stars, the J. Michael Straczynski comic book from the early 2000s. He mm-hmm. is like Stephanie Moss in the character, who her villain name is Critical Moss. And she was a control center for all the other specials. So she could communicate with them over long distances and she could control them once she got strong oh, enough. Really? And so she could make them do things they didn't want to do and like fight and like fight as one, things like that. And that is who Jack is. He he is that that critical yeah. control center for the Borg. Um, now he meets the Borg Queen, and you were saying it was Alice Krig, right? Well, that's what I read that it, it was her. It's because so, it but, did not sound like it didn't. Gerard, or her voice, Gerardi's right. voice. But, but also, 
Alice Craig's Borg Queen got melted in Which, the first good, contact. Yeah, you said, like yeah. when when they when they unleashed the the thing that killed all the biological parts of mm-hmm. the Borg and like melted half right. of Data's face and yeah. arm off that they had replaced with like human f- skin that he could feel. Like she died. Like yeah, I, I think it would be did. more interesting because you told me Alice and Pill became the Borg Queen in the past. Yeah. Like it would be so, much more interesting to have an out of time Alice and Pill Borg Queen. Yeah. So I'm I just again on for the circular it, nature of yeah. storytelling. So it does say it is uh it was yeah. her voice, Alice yeah. and Green. So oh. but and maybe it's it could it could very easily be like Alice and Pill's face and body, you know, they just dubbed someone someone else's voice in there but um yeah it was it was it was really 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 interesting i loved the way they did um yeah yeah Yeah, this was this was really interesting this was a really interesting like way to go out because it's like okay how how were they gonna get from where they were last week to where they are this week and the fact that it kicked off with Deanna opening the door, shutting it immediately, jumping out of Jack's brain and being like, wait here. I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. Hold on. I will tell you everything in just a second. But and I, this I, is I gotta, the thing. I got to use the re- the restroom, I think. <laughs> and again, New Trek, one of the mm-hmm. fish, biggest issues with New Trek is it, it it's all about emotions and how you feel. And, you know, whatever your emotions tell you, you, that's what the first thing you say that's on your mind. Despite being an officer of Mm -hmm. a a federation, the lack of self-control of these people in these scenes, like from Discovery, even Strange New Worlds has that issue. Yeah. What I liked about this is what did uh, Troy say? She's like, look, right now we have a situation. Mm -hmm. And telling her, telling Picard, look, this is now not just about your son. This is about everybody. And yes, Picard, because it's his son, you know, he has that initial reaction, which is fine because Mm -hmm. again, that's a personal thing to him, but he also understands that, damn it, she's right. And we have to, you know, because he has the, he has the two uh, guards waiting at the door for Jack after he talks to him. Yeah. That the, the way this show has been written for the most part that this season, I should say, not this show, but Mm -hmm. this season of this show has done a good job of reminding uh, reminding people what true Starfleet officers right how they should behave they should they just military like in general right yeah in general well I, I I won't even say military or Starfleet mm-hmm. adults how adults should behave yes you 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 might have a visceral reaction to something but if you're in a professional situation or even a situation where you, you don't act on emotion. You know, mm-hmm. yes, you, you have that emotional reaction, but you use your logic. You use your, may I say, maturity to w- talk through the situation. Right. And not lash out. Right. So I, that's a, the other thing I liked how yeah. this episode showed that. So he's not Will from Stranger Things after all. And it was not the no. upside down that he was seeing. Um, so, yes. <laughs> No, it was it was really good. And then the end. Seeing the oh, Enterprise man. D was just such a satisfying thing. And uh, when they're like, whoa, whoa, wait, how? And Jordy's like, the prime directive, yo. We couldn't just leave this there. <laughs> 
And I like how he said he's been doing this for the last, mm-hmm. putting it, you know, slowly putting it yeah. back together for the last 20 years. Yeah. So it's oh. missing pieces. It doesn't have a full hole. Like, I'm not quite sure how it's going to handle to a 30 year later Borg cube and an entire yeah. fleet. But you, you know, know what it reminded me of because they were like, they had to go something mm-hmm. analog. Oh, yeah. BSG. Yeah. That's why the, the Mark II what? Vipers were so good against the um, the Cylons and the Mark Sevens, not so much. Yeah, I thought that was that was the first thing I thought about. Where yeah, yeah. everything synced up. Oh, it's just like in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah just like hmm, weird, weird, <laughs> odd, strange even. Um, yeah, stranger. no, that <laughs> Stranger Things even. No, it was it was this was just such a satisfying episode. Yeah, um, this as. Like I'm absolutely going to go back and rewatch this this right. weekend because it was. There were so many moments where, and again, I am. This I'm is actually going to wait to rewatch it, and when when after next week's comes out, I'm going to wait watch a few days. No, I'm going to wait a few days, and I'm going to watch all ten of them. Oh, like, okay. like da 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 da. Yeah, and so. and this is the thing. Star Trek has always been about being like the best of Trek is always being smart, mm-hmm. and the. We can't talk about this enough how we you know the hiding the code because again what a transporter does mm-hmm. is it disassembles you you know it, it remembers your code and then it puts you back together so what they were doing when you were put they were putting these uh, you know the, these people back together it was they were just sliding that new code that board code in yeah. to their dna yep, which just, is that i mean that is brilliant just it's slowly brilliant. just like here you go here's you get some board code. You get some board code. You get some board code. <laughs> um, and then they're on the bridge. I love. I love the scene where they're on the bridge and they're and Wrecker's like, "Did I get bigger or did this get smaller?" Which is really yeah. funny. And then Worf is like, "I like the tactical at the other one and the blah blah." And they're like, "Dude, shut up! Just shut up! <laughs> like, <laughs> don't then, be don't be that guy." <laughs> yeah. And then Picard says that six letter word. Mm-hmm. And the way, and again, he says that first, six letter word. Shut up, Leslie. <laughs> the first season, and I've just talked about the first season. It just felt like Patrick Stewart had lost it. Not for mm. just. It felt like if you go back and listen to my review of it, I specifically mm-hmm. say that his best days of acting are behind him, and I yeah. still believe that. I do not believe he is better at this than even in this stuff. Like. I I found oh. I, I found the you know Ed Spellner I feel like carried a lot of this season. Um, I think Gates McFadden carried a lot of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know I also think it was just such good writing. Like they dropped it. They dropped in in dialogue. The reason we thought it was this thirty years ago is because we did not have the technology to see this level of dna that's how sophisticated it was and yes it was it was very very good and it was very you know very much what it needs to be but here's some things we need questions answered is tuvok dead (laughs) yeah man right we need to know if, if tuvok died um are we going to get just a jack crusher spinoff And how amazing would it be if the Borg win and then there is a a group of younger Starfleet officers who are 
possibly tied to the old crew, <laughs> say through blood relation, who survive, and they go and they try and hunt down Jack Crusher as a follow-up series to this. Ah, that would be great, right? Because I mean, the the final episode called episode is called the Last Generation. So, like, is humanity getting wiped out? That's a very black pilling take on what has been a very like white pilling season. <laughs> They're not going to end it like that. I mean, but just think about it. If they killed everyone, like they killed oh, Picard, I, Riker, I, Troy. I saw, and again, I don't know how maybe true Data this is. survives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know how true this is, but um, I did see something where it said that uh, Jonathan Frake said. Spoiler alert, nobody dies. But I don't know if that was true or not. Yeah, but he's a Which, jokester. He is what is known is as a, a trickster, if you will. He pulls pranks on people. Yeah, he is I, not to be trusted. <laughs> but no, I'm 100% going to miss this. I'm going to miss this season. I'm not going to miss this show necessarily. I was going to, yeah. yeah but I, I'm going to miss, miss what's happening this season because it is a lot of fun. Yeah, this was... This is what I loved about Star Trek when I started watching. Now, I think I started watching uh, the original series right before Next Generation came out because my parents, you know, they they grew up. They grew when they were growing up. They watched the original right. Trek. Yeah. And so I watched that. And then Next Generation came out, I think, in 87. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I was watching that. I think it was on Fridays. Uh, it came on. But I, I was watching it every week, right. every week. And I and I also had my. I also had the VHS tapes of all the episodes. Yeah. You know, I had taped every one. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, I'm gonna uh, miss, I am going to miss this season. Yeah. It was, this has been, this has been a really, really quite good season. And, um, like it hasn't been perfect, which I, I'm, no, I'm not yeah. asking it to be, um, I just asked it to be Star Trek. Yes. That's all. That's what which I'm is, asking. Which is what we, what we've gotten. So, yeah. And it's done um, its job. It's, Right. Made Star Trek great again. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Let's uh now one season does not yeah, cannot cannot make yeah. up for all the other mistakes they've made over these past six, seven, six, seven years of Star right. Trek. It just can't. Right. It just can't. But it rem- puts me in mind of it actually makes me want to watch the next generation. Oh. And I actually started watching it, seeing uh Patrick Stewart in his you know, in all his, you know, glory. As uh, Jean-Luc Picard, Jean-Luc Picard. So, but yeah, I'm this. This is I'm. I cannot wait to see next week to see what we see what they get give us for the finale. Yeah, I think it it will hopefully be something special. You know, we'll, we will see. Um, Memor- special and satisfying for the, these characters of this season. Right. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We will, we will 100% see where it goes, how it goes. It, it's, it should be interesting at the very least. Um, maybe, they, maybe they shat the bed. Who even knows? Yeah. Let's well, hope not. Let's, you know, yeah. let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's your your. You know what? Let, let's not trip and fall on that last back half mm-hmm. of that, you know, that, that back quarter race, uh, back quarter mile. Right. So, right. We are, we are there. 
Let's let's get it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I yes. That, I mean, that's all. I I, I can I, I can just keep on gushing about how well this this right. episode was. But I I've, I've said enough, and now it's just going to. Yeah, feel like babbling. Right. I mean, like, let's be honest. Most most of what you you say feels like babbling. So, well, I learned it from watching you. So. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've been trying to teach you. So, I mean, come on now. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, all right. On that note, is there anything else you want to add? Nope. Just, yeah. I'm actually looking, really looking forward to something. And maybe, maybe we'll get a good soups and Lolo next week. Let's hope so. Um, yeah, this is a little, diff- this is just, I don't even smile when I turn it on now. Which, right. So, yeah, it's just saddening. So saddening. Anyway, all right. Well, cool. Well, on that note, we will talk to you all next week. Have a good one. Hopefully, we'll be talking about Renfield next week on top of all of these shows. Maybe not Soups and Lolo if it's this bad again. Um, I would hate to see it happen. But, um, oh, actually, I do have one last thing. If you did not watch last week's Succession, Succession, Go watch it immediately. <laughs> like, even if you haven't watched anything else, it is a masterclass in dramatic acting. It is amazing. Hmm. And it is my favorite show on HBO. Hands down. I love it so much. Um, and I will miss it. And if Daryl watched it, we would review it, but Daryl does not watch it. So we do not review it. Um, and I don't do solo reviews because I just ramble. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, all right. On that note, we'll see you all next week. Have a good one. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.